Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Today is podcast number 126. And if you would like to see the show notes for this or sign up to get an email every time a new podcast comes out, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Um, I'm calling this one bare minimum house cleaning plan. Or what is the very least I can do to keep my home under control? Um, because that's the real question that uh, people like me have. <laughs> that's what we actually want to know. Okay, but before I do that, uh, let me just also mention that I am the author of the book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. And that book is available wherever books are sold in whatever format in which they are sold. I'm going to read a review from Audible. Uh, this is for the audiobook. Okay, says, I really enjoyed this book. I have always struggled with keeping my house clean on a day-to-day basis, and this was the book for me. Stuffed full of great hints and tips, and the tone was never condescending. Okay, the reason I chose this one was because that's like the thing that makes my heart happy is when somebody says, and the tone was never condescending. That, that's what I would have needed to hear when I desperately needed a book like this one. So um, that was one of my biggest goals. Because if you've listened to many podcasts, you know, I really don't have any right to be condescending when it comes to this stuff. Okay. Um, But I also want to make sure that you knew that on audible.com, you do not have to be a member to purchase the audiobook. Okay. So you can have the Audible app on your phone or probably on your computer. I don't actually know. Um, without being an Audible member and listen to audiobooks that way. Um, and then you just purchase the individual books. And the reason I'm making sure I point this out is when I was checking today, I like to check my reviews. Um, the, uh, I, I noticed that it is still only $3.99 for the audiobook if, okay, this is the if, if you own the Kindle book, Audible is associated with Amazon. I think they're the same company, not sure. But basically, if you have purchased the Kindle version on Amazon, audible.com knows that because I think you have the same login. Not really sure. Anyway, uh, if you have purchased the Kindle version, you can buy the Audible version for $3.99. So if you already own the Kindle version, and if you just go and look up the thing and you're signed in, it'll tell you whether you do or not. Because um, I know sometimes people like us forget these things. But anyway, it is there and uh, you can listen. It's a whisper sync thing where you can technically read a little on your Kindle and then it'll pick up right there in the audiobook, and then you can go back and forth between them. But I just hear from so many people, like I'm really shocked, honestly, who own every version of the book. And um, I sounded like I was bragging, which I kind of am. But anyway, uh, but one of the things I hear again and again from people who have the audiobook is that they listen to it over and over while they're cleaning. So I, I, you know, it just pairs so perfectly because what I'm talking about is an active subject and just, they listen to it while they clean. So 
Just wanted to let you know that right now, as of this moment, I don't know how long that will last. If you don't have the Kindle version, it's um, $17.95, I think, on Audible. So technically, you could buy the Kindle version for $9.99 and the um, audiobook for cheaper than you could just buy the audiobook. So just letting you know that. Okay. Um, other little housekeeping things that I will talk more about at the end, Patreon people, supporters. I love you guys. You're my absolute favorites. I've had several of you who have um, become patrons recently and have not filled out the form you need to fill out to be invited to the secret private Facebook group that is only for patrons. So if you are a patron, please check um, your patron Patreon messages. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, or I will put a link in the show notes for this so you can find out how you can be a patron too. Okay. The other little thing, I know I'm yakking on and on before I even get to the content, but, uh, I will be this weekend. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out or the next day, or even the next day, um, I will be in New York city, um, on Sunday evening for a meetup and I will be speaking at the Tenton Falls, New Jersey public library on Monday evening, the 27th of March, 2017 at 7 PM. So anyway, I would love to see you there. Um, okay. And you can find out more in the show notes and find a way to sign up to make sure that you get, um, that information. Okay. All right. Um, Today I'm talking about a bare minimum housekeeping plan, but the goal for doing the bare minimum is to focus on the things you really want to do, where you want to put your focus. Okay. That's what we're going to be talking about today. If you dream, here's where I introduce my sponsor. Here's if you dream of making healthy meals, mm -hmm, but all the things involved in actually making that happen, keep you from doing it, try out prep dish who just happens to be sponsoring this episode. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. They plan healthy meals and create a plan for you to prep those meals all at once ahead of time so they're easy and fast to cook during the week. For a lot of people like me, that prepping ahead thing is the difference between dreaming about making healthy meals and actually making healthy meals. They send you by email, a grocery list, a written plan for the prep session and instructions for cooking the meals on the night you actually eat them. Allison, the founder is offering listeners of a slob comes clean, a free two week trial. So you can try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to access this amazing deal. Scroll down to get the code you need to get your first two weeks free. Go ahead. Start making progress on this dream of eating healthier. Again, that's prepdish.com. A slob comes clean all together, all lowercase. Okay. All right. So let's get to what we're talking about today. And that is what is the very least I can do to keep my house under control? Okay. Now let me just, I'm calling this a a bare minimum house cleaning plan, but ultimately we're talking about keeping the house under control as opposed to keeping it perfectly scrubbed down without a dust bunny to be found and noticing things like, I mean, just whatever. We're talking about the bare minimum, keep my house from being a total disaster. 
And here's where I'm talking to my people. I love it that I hear from normal people. That's what I call people who aren't slobs. Normal people who listen to this podcast. That makes me happy. Um, it boggles my mind a lot anyway. Um, but the truth is I'm talking to those of us who have lived in this situation where we're like, how does this happen? How does it get like this? We're not talking. I'm not really talking about somebody who expects things like notices that things are dusty and immediately dusts it. Or notices, you know, a scrap of paper on the floor and like bends down and picks it up right away. I'm not talking to those people. Okay. I'm talking to those of us who are like, yeah, my home's default state is total, complete disaster. And this, this is what I have learned, which if you have read the book and you have listened to my podcast before, None of this is stuff you haven't heard before, okay? But it helps me to keep thinking of it in other frameworks, I guess. You know, kind of like reframing things and going, okay, really, this this is what it ultimately is, which is, what is the bare minimum? What's the very least I can do and have a home that's not out of control, okay? Have a home where I can open the front door when somebody knocks on it and not just cringe and my ears turn red and I get short of breath because I think seriously, oh my goodness, I thought I was good and no one was going to see this. And then all of a sudden they, you know, that's what I, that's what I seek to avoid through this desobification process. And I have figured it out. If I will do these bare minimum things, then that doesn't happen, okay? Are there times where I go, oh, that person right there, I sure would have liked for things to be more perfect. Sure, of course they do, because my default is crazy, all right? But if I will do these things, then it's not just, seriously, I'm afraid to open this door because someone could, you know... I don't know what. Anyway. All right. Um, so where does the, what is the very least I can do to keep my house clean? Okay. Before I do that, I just want to kind of give a little analogy that I made in a post that I wrote about this recently. And that is bare minimum exercise. I am trying to readjust my thinking yet again on, um, exercise. Okay. So a lot of, you know, if you've been around a long time that I did a thing called camp gladiator for several years, I think I ended up doing it. I was paying for it for about three years. I think I only did it about two and a half years, but anyway, um, but I did this for a long time and I really did. I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I was really into it. Um, I, you know, now I went at 5am in the morning and I had all these reasons why that it was, that was working for a while because, you know, the thing that absolutely is true about that is nothing conflicts with five in the morning except for sleep. Um, but so I did that for a long time and, you know, it was kind of this extreme thing and I was like, okay, extreme, extreme is what I need to do. Extreme is what's going to work. I've got to do more than I was doing you know, before, and I've, I just need to do this. Well, um, great. 
And then life happened and um, I stopped going. I'll just be honest. I just stopped going. I mean, I could give you all these reasons why I stopped going, but the truth is I just stopped going. And um, for a while after that, I just stopped doing anything, stopped doing any exercise. Um, just for a moment of confessional, you know, um, so writing a book and gaining weight seemed to go together for me, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, anyway, I gained a lot of weight when I wrote my book and it's hugely frustrating to me. And around that time is when I stopped being consistent going to Camp Gladiator. I was just stressed out and working hard and just anyway, here's my excuses. But so I was doing this and I was looking at, um, okay, so I, I stopped exercising basically. And it was very frustrating because I felt gross. And, you know, even though the book was written and I'd gained all that weight. Um, and when I say I gained weight, because like I stress eat and I just like, will look down and go, I'm working on this book and I just ate those cookies. Anyway, I'm not even sure how they got there, but like I said, I'm going to stop confessing now. Um, but anyway, so I had stopped going, stopped doing anything. And I was just frustrated. And I was like, what do I have to do to start again? Like, what, what am I going to have? You know, I've got to get this oomph going and I've got to have some lightning bolt moment or whatever that Gretchen Rubin calls it. You know, I'm waiting for that to happen. I need this big, huge, thing to just hit me over the head and make me change into a fanatical workouter, you know, which made just no sense. But anyway, and I think that was one of the things that frustrated me with Camp Gladiator was I thought, and I saw this happen with other people. I saw, I thought, okay, if I can just start going at some point, I'm going to experience this exercise high that other people experience, Right. I mean, other people do that. They're like, oh my word, I am so addicted to to exercising now. Like I, I used to hate it and I used to like, but it's like once I got going and I kept expecting that to happen. And let me just tell you, it never did. Even when I was being amazingly consistent and going all the time and gradually improving and upping my weights and blah, 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 blah whatever. It never happened. I never got to the point where I was like, I love this. I can't wait. I just, I kept thinking at some point I'm going to wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and go, oh, I can't believe I have to wait 30 more minutes to get to go to Camp Gladiator. And that never happened. Okay. So then I got discouraged over the end and I was like, okay, here I'm doing all this extreme stuff and I pretty much hate it. And it just, it just never, you know, morphed into this addiction for me that I wanted it to be. Um, And so then I stopped going and finally just admitted that I was not going anymore and then didn't do anything for a while. And, um, and basically I finally decided, I was like, you know what? I'm getting older. Um, so those of you under 40, I'm so sorry. Don't listen to this part. If you don't want to have your bubble burst and think it won't happen to you, but, um, it does. So when, before I was 40, I used to be able to cut out sugar for a month and be like, Oh my goodness, I just lost all this weight, you know? And now it's like, I do all these things and um, they don't even help. So yeah, it just became very frustrating because it's like all the things that I used to be able to do to kind of, you know, get things better really quickly just weren't happening. 
and they didn't work anymore like they used to. And suddenly I can't see anymore. And I've always had like better than perfect eyesight. And now I have to wear reading glasses and it kills me anyway. And I accidentally hit the enlarge your font button on my Kindle. And, um, and I was like, oh, oops. And then I went, wait, that's actually way easier to read. So yeah, so that's where I am. And I'm kind of in this, I'm 43 and I'm accepting, accepting my age and accepting things. And I started thinking, you know, the people I know, the women I know who don't do crazy, you know, fanatical exercise stuff, but stay under control. Okay. So I'm not talking about, you know, the women who are 80 and flex their muscles and you're like, Oh my word. I'm just talking about people who their clothes fit nicely and they stay a pretty consistent size all the time. And, you know, people who are just, they're the ones who I see out walking. They're the ones who I see up every day when I take my kids to school, she's out there and she's walking and she carries her stick. And she's told me before it's cause you know, just in case there's a dog or something that tries to attack her, whatever. I mean, it's, it, it's those people. Those are the ones they have something that they do all the time. My mother keeps her weight under control because she consistently does something. She rides her exercise bike for, you know, whatever that she has at home instead of hanging clothes on it. That's what she does, you know? So I just, I just came to this point where I went, I am going to do something, you know, instead of waiting for this big dramatic thing, I'm just going to do something. And I have no report to tell you. And guess what? I've lost all that. No, I'm no, I'm not. I haven't lost the weight, blah, 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 but I feel better. And I know I'm doing something and I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to keep doing it because it's the right thing to do. Okay. When I say I'm just going to keep doing it, you know that, um, yeah, I'm not like making any promises, but that's where I am right now. I've just got to keep doing this. So I go to the gym and I do the elliptical for 30 minutes and oh boy, do I ever want to quit after 20 minutes? But those last 10 minutes are when I sweat really hard. So I'm like, okay, I've got to do this 30 minutes, no excuses. I just have to do it every time I can. So all that rambling to say, I am adjusting my expectations And instead of saying someday, here I am doing nothing right now, but someday I'm going to be an exercise fanatic and instead just saying, yeah, that may never happen, but I'm going to at least do the elliptical for 30 minutes today. Okay. Even though I'm not having these great expectations of one of these days, I'm going to be super duper in shape and blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, no, I know I need to be exercising because that's what people do who keep a decent weight. And uh, anyway, so all that to say, a lot of this bare minimum housekeeping plan is the same idea. And I talk in the book, and I've talked on podcasts before about this idealism versus reality. And a huge part of me making progress in my home was going, I have to let go of idealism. I have to stop dreaming of the day when everything's going to be perfect. I have to stop dreaming of this time when I'm going to just wake up and I don't remember picking up last night, but I guess I did because my house looks great. I've got to stop 
looking toward that and just say, okay, what am I going to do today? My reality is I need to know what to do today. And that is what through my own blood, sweat, and tears through the blog for the last seven years, that's what I figured out. Okay. So that's what I'm giving you is, you know, first of all, adjust that mindset and realize top to bottom clean is not maintainable for normal people. Now I know I generally make a little haha normal people being non slobs, but I'm just saying in reality for the vast majority of the world, a consistently all the time, top to bottom, clean and perfect home is not reality. So what is it that I can actually do in reality to keep my house under control, to keep it from being like a tornado went through it? Okay. I mean, what can I do at the bare minimum? Okay. And when I say bare minimum, that's where I'm like, okay, well, if that's the very, very least I can do once I've identified that, then I'm willing to do that. And the key is to do it every day. Okay. So y'all know what I'm going to say, right? The bare minimum, very first thing that I have to do, if nothing else is the dishes. If I don't do the dishes, the whole house gets under gets out of control. If I consistently do the dishes, ultimately the whole house stays out of chaos. It's magic, but not magic at all. Okay. It's like that is the bare minimum. And knowing that, not having to analyze and look at my messy house and say, where do I start? I'm like, well, I start with the bare minimum. This is the stuff that just has to be done, like it or not. Sorry. It's the doing the dishes. Okay. The next thing is sweeping the kitchen floor. And I know there are people who are like, oh, I don't do that. That's great. If your kitchen floor is generally picked up and not disgusting, great. But If you tend to have slob vision where, you know, people live in the kitchen, they do things in the kitchen and things end up on the floor in the kitchen, just randomly placed and thrown and scattered. If that's you and when you do go to sweep the kitchen, it's a, oh, wow, this is like a three hour task because I have to pick up everything first and then blah. Okay. If that's you, then maybe you're like me, sorry. And that that being a non-negotiable task, that being something to do every single day will make a huge difference like it does for me, okay? And remember, dishes and sweeping are both things that are so much harder the first day, okay? The first day of dishes or sweeping is like miserable and horrible and awful because it's a project. It's catching up, but... The second day, if you do it again, not waiting until it gets bad again, but instead just doing it again the next day when it's one day's worth of dishes or one day's worth of crumbs and one little thing that got left on the floor, then it's a quick little, you know, dishes are 10 minutes and sweeping is two minutes. It really is a crazy thing how that works. That, that That's that, you know, daily task math, those dishes math that I talk about in the book. So that is, um, those are basics. Okay. And that keeps the kitchen under control. I know some people are like, well, what about the wiping down of the counters and the, the, and I'm like that kind of stuff, when you're consistently doing those things that happens, 
I mean, obviously you have to actually do it, but if I just focus on the dishes are the thing that has to be done, then the wiping down of the counters and the cabinets, that is a natural outgrowing of that. But I want to know what's the basic thing. And y'all know, I am a huge fan of whatever works for you. So if you love this method, then that's what you need to keep doing if it works for you. Okay. But I will tell you that I believe the thing that has not worked for me about certain other methods that I tried during my days of despair before I started my blog. Um, the reason that that did not work for me was because they had me focusing on things that were not absolutely essential. Okay. I'm trying to be vague because I don't, I, I on it, like I said, I think it's awesome, but I remember reading a book where the make or break step was making your bed. And while I think that is great and I love it when I'm making my bed, life can go on with an unmade bed. But life cannot go on when every dish in the house is dirty and piled in the sink and covering the kitchen counters. Because you can't cook, you can't eat because you don't have anything to eat on, and catching up on that is an hours-long task. Catching up on making your bed, even if you haven't made your bed in months, yes, the sheets are more wadded up and it takes longer than the everyday, but it's still like a five-minute task, okay? So... That is what I needed. I needed to identify what are the actual make or break. If I don't do this, my life can't go on. And I don't mean that like super dramatic. I'm just saying like our family cannot function if I don't do not do this thing. This is what I need to identify. Okay. That's what doing the dishes are. And that's why I just say do the dishes. I don't say anything related to that. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm being vague here, but I'll just tell you, as long as my sink is empty of dirty dishes, I'm successful. The sink itself does not have to be shiny for me. Okay. A shiny sink is amazing and wonderful and great. But when that's my focus, instead of the actual routine of doing the dishes, that's where I get into this, okay, I've got to do that. And then I go, wait a minute, why does this matter? Like, I don't actually care that much if it shines. I mean, it's great when it shines, but it's not like, you know, we can keep functioning when it's not shiny. So anyway, like I said, if you, if that works for you, oh my goodness, keep doing it. That is awesome and great and wonderful. But that's what I needed. I needed to identify the bare minimum. Okay. And that's also why I have these things in order. I have the do the dishes. Number one, it's not just a list of four things. And if you don't make it through the list, well, then you failed. It's order of priority. Do the dishes first. Okay. If you have time for nothing else, the dishes are the thing to do. 
then, and, and if you're going, uh-huh, how could that make much of a difference? Let me just tell you that I get emails and messages from people all the time, which I love every single one. And I read every single one, just so y'all know that. But I get messages all the time from people going, I didn't believe it could have the impact that it has. I had no idea that it would make that big of a difference. And it does. Okay. If you have a little more time, then the next bare minimum thing is sweep your kitchen. Okay. Because that's the thing between just the dishes being done and the kitchen actually looking nice. Okay. And you being able to walk around without tripping. Then the next thing is check the bathrooms for clutter. I don't tell you that you have to clean the bathrooms every day because I don't tell myself I have to clean the bathrooms every day. Because if I tell myself that I'm like, really, do they really need to be cleaned every single day? We can do the business mm -hmm, that we need to do in there without them being perfectly clean every single day. Is it nicer when they are? Oh my word, of course it does. But we can't do what we need to do if we can't get through the room because there's clothes all over the floor. Or if I can't put my makeup on, because that is a necessity, not every single day, but a lot. If I can't put my makeup on because my counter is covered with junk and empty bottles and, you know, things that I, you know, empty toothpaste things that I haven't even thought about, whatever. If I can't brush my teeth because I can't, you know, I don't know, that's, I always brush my teeth. So that's not a good example, but like, no matter how bad it was, I always brush my teeth. Um, but if I can't do the things I need to do, it's usually because there's clutter in the way. And so that's why, you know, getting rid of that clutter. And then the five minute pickup, you know, I talk in the book about how that is the least amount of time I could justify designating to a pickup. It's a five minute pickup. Okay. So those four things, but if you can't do it all, do the dishes. You know, that's where this knowing what it is, what's the thing that if I don't do it, it's going to make everything in my home come to a screeching halt. Okay. And the reason I chose the dishes first as my thing, when I first started the blog and I was completely clueless of what to do was I was just like, you know what? The dishes are the thing that suck my energy away on those days where I get this cleaning energy that hits me. If I go, I'm going to clean my house today. I had to spend hours and hours catching up on dishes. And when I had to do that, then I never made it to the rest of my house. And so I, I couldn't identify all of that. I couldn't put it into words yet. I hadn't thought it through. I just thought, I know my dishes are a consistent problem. I know other people don't struggle this way. That's what I'm going to focus on. And turned out, yay, thank you, Lord. That actually was the thing that made the difference. Okay. I hope that's been helpful. And I'm sorry I talked about exercise for way too long, but, um, yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop there, but I am going to give you the other um, information that I was going to talk about. Okay. So I did actually say it, didn't I? The Patreon people. Um, so Patreon is a patronage system where, um, you support this show basically. Um, and the things that I do, um, at this crazy job that I made up, um, called the slob comes clean. 
Anyway, um, that is uh, at patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's patron, but with an E in there. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the slob comes clean. Um, and there's different levels of patronage. Um, those who are at the $5 level per month um, get several different uh, benefits and perks and things. Um, and one of those perks is that I have a secret Facebook group. And you only get invited to it if you're a patron. But if you are a patron, you have to fill out the form. Please fill out the form, okay? Because if you don't fill out the form, then I can't invite you to the secret group. Because secret groups are super annoying in how they run. Um, like, anyway, but that's, I guess, the cost of it being secret. Meaning, you know, nobody can find it or read what's on it or who's in it or anything like that. So, um, anyway, if you have not been added to that group because you're a patron and you're a patron at the $5 level, um, go to patreon.com, sign into your account and look at those messages and find that link. Um, I just did another one recently, but I don't know if people get it or not. It's one of those things I get confused about. Anyway, um, fill out that form. Um, if you are completely confused, don't spend forever looking for it. Just email me at Dana at a slob or a slob at gmail.com and I will get you the link to the form. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, you don't need to stress, you don't need to search and search. You don't need to whatever. Just email me if you can't find it. Um, okay. And then New York city, I'm so excited that, um, I'm going to be there. Um, I will be at, well, actually, I want you to email me. I don't really want to say it because then I like will have police records of who I've told where I'm going to be. Is that bad? Just in case you're, if you're crazy, please don't come. But, um, but I know most of us aren't crazy. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm a little, yes, I'm crazy. So anyway, I'm crazy and I can go, but Okay, I'm going to stop talking and I'm just going to tell you that um, I will have a link for a special email list that you can sign up for um, if you um, would like to come to that or just send me an email, Dana at aslobcomesclean.com or aslobcomesclean at gmail.com. The reason I give both email addresses is I feel like the Dana at aslobcomesclean.com um for some reason it doesn't come in immediately. So I would hate to miss your email, but a slob comes clean at gmail.com. Email me if you want information on that or sign up for the email list. And I'll be sending out another email, um, probably on Sunday afternoon. Um, but I know anyway, whatever, just give me an email and, um, I'll give, give you the information for Sunday night. But just so you know, um, yes, Tintin Falls, public library, seven o'clock Monday night. I would love for you to come to that. I will be talking about, um, decluttering strategies for real life. So thanks for joining me today. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.